And Lily. Hey, this is Matt. And you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. <laughs> hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 35. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca, Lily, and Matthew. Hey, how's it going? So, um, <laughs> If you guys haven't noticed, there's a third body here talking on today's episode, um, and that is Matthew Shang of Moth Boys Podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show, Matthew. What's up, Boo? Thanks. Lily, Rebecca, <laughs> thank you for having me on. <laughs> of oh course. Oh my gosh, it's been a dream of mine ever since I started listening to you guys. Aw, thanks. Thing. I love it. So you how- guys are great. I love, I love, you're, you're easily one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thank oh, you. You got, you're so thank awesome. Thank you for having, for, you know, thank you for, you know, coming on with us. Yeah. And actually course. listening to us. That's like a big surprise yes. that people actually listen to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I, I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think a lot of, um, I think artists should support artists. And so I'm very like fond of making connections with other podcasts and getting to know them. And like, um, it's just important, especially during these times, um, where everyone's kind of quarantined and isolated, it, it, you, uh, you know, you got to support and like, you know, of course, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. speaking of support, you know, obviously you got, you, you know, you have done a lot of supporting us. So we want you to take this time um, to talk a little bit about your podcast, Moth Boys. Um, oh. so tell us a little bit about that, where we can find you, where our things can find you, um, on any podcast streaming network and what's it about? How'd you get started? All that good stuff. Well, we're the fucking worst. So, um, <laughs> don't listen to us. Uh, no, um, we're all right. Um, and we're, you know, uh, we started about a year ago and, uh, so we're we're babies to this all, but it actually it it caught really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, within the first like, within the first I think it was like eight eight months or seven seven months. I think we had over ten thousand views and like listens and or downloads on Spotify, whatever it was, um, and. Uh, we actually, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's with, uh, my brother, my older brother, uh, Mike, and then, um, a lifelong friend, Jake. And, um, we just talk about, uh, super nerdy stuff. So, um, and we, we've all been kind of into legends and folklore. Um, and, um, I think, I think we started, we started, tossing around the idea though um a couple a couple years ago when we went to our first our first mothman festival oh wow yeah which (laughs) is amazing you guys you guys need to make your way up to the mothman festival it's absolutely brilliant there i I, i've never felt i've never felt an energy like that everyone's there because of this uh, paranormal happening that that occurred in the town for about just a year, and um, yeah, it's it's tens of thousands of people just converge on this small town in West Virginia. 
Virginia, um, mm -hmm. Point Pleasant. And uh, <clears throat> it's actually, it's run by um, Jeff Wamsley. Uh, he also is the curator and owner of the Mothman Museum there in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, oh, which okay. I absolutely recommend everyone go make a trek just to see that museum because it is amazing. Okay. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, um, it's something I, I, I can't even explain. Everyone is just happy and there's just, uh, I don't know. It, it brings this energy. We've, we've, uh, we've been a, um, a guest there. We've been vending there and, uh, it, it's just, uh, it happens every year in September and, uh, yeah, I've just never seen anything like it. Um, but yeah. Lily, uh, I'm so serious. We should do this. We should go. I think so. We should do like a Dude. little, what is it? A weekend thing sort of? Yeah. It's a weekend thing. And, um, um, to, to be honest, come hang out, but also like you guys should try and get a vending spot. I know they go really quickly, okay. um, but we're going to be vending this year and we're going to be, um, we vended last year and, uh, yeah, those spots go really quickly. So you have to get there like you have to inquire about uh, a vending spot like right after the festival is done. Oh, when uh, is it? Well, like what time of year is it usually? Um, <laughs> We're not in quarantine. What time of year is it usually? Okay, it's <clears throat> it's September. Sorry. Oh my god. Oh, it's always um, in September. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because um, we have. It's um, always in 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 September, and it's uh, September nineteenth and twentieth. No, that's when the Para Unity is in New Jersey. The Para no! Unity Expo. Are you serious? It's the same weekend. Literally on the nineteenth. Uh, oh um, my gosh! Oh, that sucks because like somebody needs to change the fucking schedule around. One of them needs to do rock paper scissors because we need to go to both. I'm so yeah, mad. Para Unity, if you're listening to this, uh, maybe move it up up. One day, maybe. Yeah, because they like Para Uni Unity was supposed to already happen. I think in March, right or April? Uh, April. April. And so they they didn't cancel it. They just postponed it till September nineteenth. So uh, maybe maybe something will happen. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I really think you guys should try and one one year make it down because, like I said, like last. Last festival, uh, Mothboys must have talked to, I think we marked it, and I think it was like, it was over 2,000 people came up to our uh, our tent, and we gained like a huge following, and everyone is there for the same reason, and it's, it's just, I don't know, I'm so excited about it, but um, yeah, we named, we went to our first uh, Mothman festival, and we were not vendors that year, and... We were just like, hey, we like all this cryptids and paranormal stuff. Why don't we start a podcast? And we're, you know, we think we're funny, but, you know, <laughs> yep. I mean, my mom says I'm a pretty funny person, so I, I trust her opinion, right? That's all that matters. It's not, it's not biased uh, or anything. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, so we, we, we were just like, oh, Mothman. We were just at the Mothman Festival, so Moth Boys. Cause, perfect. You know, ah, like, per okay. Perfect, yeah. So that's, that's, where it, that's where it came from, and uh, um, 
Yeah, and surprisingly, we've lasted this long. Um, well, which congratulations is, just, on that. Yeah, yeah, way to go. How, how long have you guys been, been a podcast? I think... Almost a year. Yeah, I as think. of on the 26th, I think, is our official one year. So it's like in four days, which is crazy uh-huh. to even think. That's I mean, cool. It seems like our stories are very parallel in the sense that we started this podcast. We had talked about it like uh, probably close to two years ago, um, the idea of it. And then, I mean, it, this was just clearly a hobby for us. Like, we just love talking about the paranormal. We did theater together when we were like in our early teens, and we just always bonded over watching ghost adventures and things like that. And, um, you know, years later, reuniting and still loving the paranormal and, you know, coming up with this idea to do the podcast, it was just for fun and for a reason for us to get back together. And then it just kind of like, it just kind of sprung into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of spun out of control, really. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, like, knowing that we have, like, thousands of listeners per episode and people actually listen through the whole episode and... When there's something wrong with the episode, I think, oh, you know, they're not going to notice these little this little error, and like everyone will fact check me or be like, oh, you know, there's this this is something that like, oh, you didn't post this episode, you didn't post this. I'm like, shit, you're all held holding me accountable. Damn it, why are you guys all responsible? Shit. Just threaten them with some wedgies. Just be like, shut the fuck up, nerds. I'll release it when I want to release it. I will. I will bring a ghost over there to give you a supernatural wedgie. Um, I will turn this podcast around. That's why I feel. Don't make me turn this podcast around. <laughs> but I find it really yeah. cool that, you know, all everything that we talk about, both of our podcasts are under, like, the umbrella, I, I guess, of the paranormal, because it's definitely not yeah. normal. And I think that, like, the group of people that listen to our podcast, we are a very loving, very, like, safe space kind of community in the fact that mm-hmm. what we talk about is taboo in common society of whatever the fuck that means, of normal people. And yeah. so the fact that we can talk to each other and I can only imagine the energy there is probably so electric and fun and warm. And that's how we feel when we go to Para Unity because everyone's exactly. there for the same reason. Everyone's so supportive of one another. So There's no eye rolls. Yeah, definitely. You know how like you get a lot of eye rolls? Like, oh, with the paranormal, people are like, uh, right? Like you don't get that there at those at these expos and yeah. and conventions and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 really comforting to know that and to have that safe space. So I think that us um, starting these podcasts was really a really good uh, good thing. I don't even know where I'm going with this. No, no, no. That's perfect. That's perfect. And 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 it's and and totally like, you know, it's 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 cool because um, like politics never gets brought into it mm-hmm. or. Uh, oh, you know, personal ideologies usually. And like, it's, it's, it's a super groovy thing. And like, you know, it's cool. It's cool because like, also like when you go to Mothman festival, you see a lot of queer folk and like, Mm -hmm. you know, also I am a, 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 as a queer person myself, it's just like a very accepting, like I kind of, I kind of, uh, you know, realized, um, a little, some years back that I was pan, like Uh pansexual and everyone is so like accepting of that because the thing is, is like, everyone is there because they are fans about, uh, you know, 
this cryptid or that cryptid or that paranormal experience or, or this ghost or that ghost. And it's just yeah. like none of none of the social politics like enters and it's kind of nice. Um, yeah. Because at the know. end of the really, day, ghosts really don't like, care. It sounds cheesy. Yeah. It sounds cheesy, but it's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. Definitely. So, um, sorry, backtracking to, you know, your podcast and yeah. things like that. So you came How up with the idea. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Listen to it. Don't listen to it. It's fine. We both have the same <laughs> confidence levels in our podcast. I love it. So um, when you started the podcast um, and, you know, you've, you've, you're continuously growing a listener base, which is amazing. Um, so you, I, obviously, I'm assuming you don't just talk about the Mothman, you talk about other things. I see you talk about conspiracies. Um, what type yeah. of conspiracies do you talk about? I mean, do you, I mean, are these conspiracies that you believe in fully? Or are they just things that you read online that you kind of just want to bring to light to people? Like, how do you, how do you figure out what you're going to talk about? Okay. So I don't believe in too many conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, okay. So I think, the road down conspiratorial thought uh, can lead into some weird and kind of regressive stuff uh, because I'm uh, I'm also you know I I, I I like to think about things especially when it comes to like conspiracy theory I like to be um, pretty logical and safe and sound on things. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And, um, because a lot of, yeah, uh, conspiracy, like our government does a lot of shady shit and everyone knows that and that's not a conspiracy, but like <laughs> some of the stuff with like reptilians invading the government and them being interdimensional beings, I'm like, no, they're just scumbag humans. Like that's <laughs> not, they're not, they're not reptilians. You don't have to make them to be something <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so we like to cover conspiracy theories on what they are, but um, you know, I don't think we we believe in too much of them necessarily. At least I don't. I can't speak for Mike and Jake, but um, um, yeah, conspiracy theories can lead down a pretty dark road that like a lot some of them lead to like anti-semitic stuff and like some pretty negative shit um but like there's a lot of them that are just like totally they're just questioning things and like uh appropriately so i think um because our government does not like to tell us about well fucking anything actually (laughs) so uh yeah and that's that's also just like being in quarantine has made like it's just like I am realizing that uh, the U.S. government is just like I just see it being shittier and shittier and shittier. It's just a shit show, and um, it's it's um, it's a government that does not care about its people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what I mean, one thing I do appreciate is that they have been recently been more open about. Um, UFO sightings. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like day at, like there's a lot of um, them coming out and being like, oh, we've seen this tick, like we know that they exist, we just don't know what the phenomena is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and um, we talked about that on an episode before, um, earlier when we started recording, and it was funny. We had just started recording this episode around the time that these classified documents were coming out about certain things like that were being tested and experimented and things like foundings that were just kind of locked away and not really talked about. Um, so do you, I have a question for you. Do you believe that there is life outside of this earth? Oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, like, uh, I mean, um, you know, we're not the only planet, uh, ripe for, um, for life. And also, you know, there are, uh, compounds and elements that come from like exploding stars and like there are things on other planets, elements on other planets that allow life to evolve and life to come to being. So it's, yes, there is no like, like there is no sound proof, but logically, statistically, that's gotta, I mean, it has to, it has, there has to be, we can't be the only planet. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, that thought of that we're the only life in the universe comes from a religious view, an ideological yeah, view. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So, so thinking like that, it, you know, it just um, logically does not make sense that, because, yeah. uh, because I've, I, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen things. Uh, and before I got into all this, I was always, I was always obsessed with, with legends and folklore since I was a little kid. Um, but I, you know, I was like that asshole kid that was like, Oh, that's not real. And then like, I was a well actually kid when I was just, (laughs) Oh, you were one of those. We all know one of those. It was the worst. Cause it was like, it was like, I read like, I read like two Richard Dawkins books and like, uh, Christopher Hitchens books, and then I knew everything about the natural world. <laughs> you were a hashtag so. woke before people were woke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. speaking of being woke, um, you know, obviously our podcast, we talk about a variety of things of paranormal experiences, but we mostly like to focus on like ghosts and spirits and things of that such. Have you ever had, um, tell us any of your paranormal experiences, whether it's been ghosts, whether it's been something with a cryptid humanoid, we would love to know, you know, if you've had any personal experiences yourself. I have. And, um, it, the first thing that I had happen to me that was a definite, like paranormal experience was um so when i was younger fuck i was maybe 18 or 19 um i used to go night hiking uh with a buddy of mine and uh we would just pick a direction it would be like nine o'clock at night we would choose a direction and just like walk for miles and miles and then set up camp just anywhere because where I come from um, is Asheville, New York and it's a town of about a thousand people and uh, so it was a small strip and then it was just like beautiful wilderness and um, um, so we would choose, choose a direction and just go 
That sounds like you want like a Netflix special of someone that's gone missing and they haven't found you. That just sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) (laughs) It totally is. It totally is because there are backwoods people there that live off the grid and kind of, um, they stay and do their stuff and the townsfolk, we do our stuff. Um, so there are areas that, um, you know, there have, people have gone missing and (laughs) so, so (laughs) I think that's the most terrifying element. Exactly. I, I, I think the humans living in the woods uh, is the most uh, terrifying element. But we like we were hiking and um, we entered this field. We were gonna set up camp, but you know we were like, okay, we could go for a little bit longer. So we went underneath this horse fence, this barbed horse fence, and walked a little ways. And then we saw this light um, in the woods, um, and it came closer and closer and it, we, we thought it was a human, um, kind of like with, with a lamp or a light. And as it got closer, like we had machetes with us. So like my, my fight, my fight kicked in because (laughs) we had to go through a lot of like thick bush. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we had to, we had a machete for that. And like, as we got closer, we just saw that it was this, this just a light just this uh, disembodied light and it got closer and closer and i like we both got into this kind of like dream state and we're just hypnotized by this thing um and so after that i just kind of like broke from it and smacked my friend in the chest and grabbed him and we ran as fast as we could it was I don't know I don't think I've ever run as fast as I did and I forgot my friend shot underneath the fence and I forgot because my adrenaline was pumping and uh, I didn't know what was going on I ran right into the fence and it was barbed fence it went into my leg and straight into my penis (laughs) Uh, so God, I don't have a I'm, dick, and my dick is hurting right now. I, I'm so glad you guys think this is funny, because it is. It hooked right into my penis, and I grabbed the barbed wire and ripped it, oh. and I could hear, like, a pop, and oh. I've got a huge-ass scar. Oh, my um, God. And, and, but I didn't, I didn't feel it at the time. And so... <laughs> so... So... What I did was I started out of just like pure adrenaline. I started hacking at the, the barbed wire with my machete, um, trying to break through the fence. And, um, I cut through one. And then the second one, um, my friend was still underneath the fence trying to get out and the barbed wire hooked him in the eye. (gasps) And then uh, it was the eyelid. It was the eyelid. Okay. Okay. Not Yeah. (laughs) It was the eyelid and hooked him in the eyelid and ripped his eyelid. Oh and, um, and, uh, we both ran and kind of, uh, we, we ended up in this field and we could, we kind of just like 
fucking fell to the ground. We were exhausted, and we could still, in the distance, see this blue light. And um, it was weird because, like, there were a group of deer that just were, like, staring at this light. And as soon as it broke the entrance, this, like, group of deer ran off into the other side of the woods. And, like, we ran and just totally, like, time just got completely lost. And we ended up in, we actually ran into the next town over and, like, passed out on this farmer's field and (laughs) waited till waited till morning to go up to him because everyone owns a gun there and if strangers knock at your door at like it, it must have been like three three o'clock in the morning you know i just didn't want to get shot so we waited in his field and you know morning time came we asked him where we were and uh, then we walked home that was like the first thing that happened to me and because before this, I loved the folklore and legends of everything, yeah. but it changed me as a person. Um, <laughs> it did. It fucked me up. It fucked me up real bad. Like, I... Uh, was it the ripped dick, or was it the actual experience of the light? It was the light, yeah. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ripped dick. I've never, I've never experiencing... I've never experienced something so um, painful, but I didn't feel it at the time. And I was like, oh, my, my dick is bleeding, uh, and I can see it. I can see the blood on my pants. So um, it was a little bit of that trauma from having a barbed wire right in there, but, like, also just, like, having your your world your worldview, what you think you know, uh, like... Hmm. What you knew of the natural world was no longer um, something. It's just it's it, it it's hard to explain. Like I thought I knew everything about the natural world, and then yeah. all of a sudden this fell into my lap, and it, I had to readjust. And it took a while um, for me to kind of come back as a person. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, it it. it, it it truly, it, it changed me as a, as a human. Um, and I don't think, you know, I think for someone like me who was, who grew up very like scientifically minded, um, it, it, it just kind of like, I, I wasn't the same because there was no science to apply to this. And, um, uh, so I, you know, I completely was just like, well, there's shit out here that um, people can't explain, and yeah. stuff that I can't explain, and that, and that um, maybe humans will never explain, like, be able to explain, because uh, I like human intelligence, like all intelligence, has a limit to what they what they can learn. I agree. Maybe it's something. Well, maybe it's something beyond our comprehension. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point, too, about it being, you know, in the, like no, thinking you know so much about the natural world. But like you also just said, I mean, we – I think a lot of it also has to do with the influence in pop culture and, like, what – especially nowadays with, like, the internet and the information we're being pumped in to our phones and, like, what we see, you know – 
we're influenced without even knowing we're being influenced to think a certain way. And yeah. so when we have so many different controls, all the different ads that you drive by and you don't even realize you're driving by ads, um, it makes it, it puts a mindset into your mind that kind of blocks you out from the natural. It really does block you out from the natural world wh- where like our like our grassroots, like where we came from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that's why like a lot of people like to meditate why you know they like to do yoga like to go out hike do things that actually become one with like the earth because i do i do believe like i'm kind of starting to experiment more with meditation and i do start to feel myself Mm -hmm. being a better and more positive person especially during these crazy times taking that 10 15 minutes just to meditate and like think of nothing else that's going around in this world and just worrying about the now has changed my perspective on life completely and i've realized that there's nothing really that we can control on this universe and we just have to kind of learn to roll with the punches and to kind of like just be the best people that we can be um with the circumstances that we have so um, you know yeah that's that's what i've learned from it for sure so yeah i'm i i I, the, the the now i'm like now I'm a uh, believer and, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I still think very critically when it comes to religion, that makes me kind of a hypocrite, I think, um, where I, I, you know, I'm an, I'm a, uh, I'm an atheist. I do not, I do not believe in any type of religion, but I, um, I will believe in Bigfoot. Um, so I don't know if that makes me a hypocrite cause I'm very, but like, I'm I'm a total I, I understand that there are things we cannot comprehend and I am I, I, I like I'm all for it and uh ever since that happened it totally just fucking changed changed me as a human and um and then I just got deeper and deeper into this and um yeah it's 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 I think I, I think um uh I'm I'm actually I had didn't really happen to um me because I was not I wasn't there but I was recording Mm -hmm. um so I'm 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 directing a movie right now that's going to be released in uh in uh actually late this summer hopefully we can this whole craziness has kind of put uh you know it's been it's kind of put some breaks on it but hopefully it'll be released um at the end of August and it is a movie called The Ridge, uh, which is a documentary about all the strange occurrences that happen along the Chestnut Ridge right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard, of, I've heard of Chestnut Ridge before. Yeah, the Chestnut Ridge. Uh, uh, Small Town Monsters does a great doc on it. Um, my buddies at Small Town Monsters, uh, you know, I, I know they'll be listening, but like... Shout out uh, to Small Town Monsters. Yeah, yeah, they're great. <laughs> they make great movies. They're all super fucking nerdy people, and I constantly want to give them wedgies, but uh, <laughs> but they're they're like they're they're good people, and they do really good work, and they do they they did a really good doc on it called uh, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. Okay. And um, just like the strangest the strangest things happening, like all. So there's one one case that I was talking to someone um, along the along the Chestnut Ridge, um, and uh, they 
they were talking about a um, a creature completely made of earth, like roots and moss just kind of rise out of the earth on all fours oh, and wow. just like stare at them and, you know, uh, a, 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 until they ran off. But like it was, they said it was, it, it had like pieces of rubble, like falling off of it, pieces of dirt and everything, but it was made completely out of roots and the strangest things happen up there. There's portals and orbs being seen, thunderbirds, dogmen, uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a huge one uh, there. But um, I think I think the term is called. Uh, I think the Chestnut Ridge would be considered a window area, which was termed by John Keel, the the man who authored Mothman prophecies. Oh yes, yes, okay. Yeah, um, and I think I think. The Mothman Prophecies was released in 1975, maybe. 1975, I think. Uh, and Or 1975, 1976. Um, I'll get a bunch of hate mail if I... 1975. I, I right, so, um, 1975 um, for sure. Okay. So, um, yeah, he, he, he talked about window areas and how there are areas on in, in this world where... Um, our reality and another reality are thinnest. So things may cross over between different realities. Oh, so interesting. Right? So so all these cryptids may be crossing over from one different realm, one different reality, and coming onto ours. And you know, um, a lot of a lot of people have speculated that these areas, why there's so many missing people, is that they cross over into wow. their realm or reality and get lost and cannot come back. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's definitely an area that is beautiful. Uh, it's at, it's my it's one of my favorite places in this entire world, and I've traveled a lot, but mm-hmm. like it, it, the how beautiful it is and how welcoming how welcoming these towns are and how cool they are I, I don't know it, it's it's when you're driving through there you can feel how ancient this place is the the the, the mountains the Al, I, it's the Allegheny Mountains and it's just you can feel you can feel like the past there That's and beautiful. it's very cool Oh wow! We have Lily. We have to do this at some point. I think so. Dude, come out to come out to Pittsburgh. It's it's uh it's it's amazing. Um, yeah. If you guys ever make a trip out to the Chestnut Ridge, hit me up and uh, we'll go like paranormal investigating. That would be. Super I am exciting. so down. Yeah. Squad trip. Yes, Squad I'm trip. so here for it. I'm so here for it. We'll figure something out because that'd be really really cool to do. So, yeah, um, so you've talked about the Mothman prophecies, the book um, that was created in 1975. So that's kind of like what we wanted to talk to you a little bit more about today. You know, there's so many different cryptids and humanoid things um, that we could talk about, um, and we'd love to have you on again at some point because you're a phenomenal speaker and you're very well, you know, you're very well spoken and educated. Um, it seems like on a lot of different cryptids. So we'd love to like get into depth with each one of them with you 
in the near future, especially yeah. if this quarantine keeps going on and on and on. Um, so I'd like to I'd like to kind of like hone in right now on the Mothman. Um, could you give us like information on like the background of Mothman, how it became to be, what we know, what we don't know, fact, fiction, kind of like give us the lowdown because I'm not the most educated on this myself, and I'd love to learn yeah, a little more. Me okay, yeah. So. Um... So the Mothman was officially seen between 1966 and 1967. Okay. Um, the, la- uh, the, the last sighting was uh, in December of 1967. Um, and it, so the Mothman story uh, takes place uh, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and it, which is a, a a beautiful town on the Ohio River. Um, That's so funny because there's a Point Pleasant in New Jersey too. So when yeah. I was doing my research before this episode, I saw something about Point Pleasant and I was like, oh, really? In New Jersey? And then it's yeah. That's it how you know awesome. we're real Jersey girls. Is, 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 there a, uh, is there a flying giant humanoid there? Uh, like in, no, but what? it's the Jersey Shore, so you never know what you're, what you're going to see. <laughs> It's just a bunch of guidos and guidettes flying around around there. We don't really. Yeah, totally. There's a bunch of Mothmen down there. I'm sure it's great. It's South Jersey. We don't talk about them a lot. They're just an unknown species. Oh, yes. Anyway, totally. Back to Mothman. Sorry. Sure. Okay, so, I mean, if you guys want to talk about Jersey men, you, you totally can. That's fine. That's great. They're um, restricted of their own. <laughs> yeah, they are restricted of their own. <laughs> so, um, so the, so Mothman, for anyone who doesn't know, um, is a winged creature um, that has piercing, glowing red eyes, um, and the first sighting was in November, November 12th, 1966. So okay. five men were digging a grave at a cemetery in uh, Clinton, West Virginia. And they, they saw a man-like figure flying over the trees um, in the grave um, and kind of just disappear into the night so that was the first, like, the, the first official sighting. Um, and, like, shortly after, there were, uh, you know, two, two young couples from Point Pleasant, uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry, which, uh, and, and Steve and Mary Millette. Those, this case is probably the most, uh, the, the, the most famous uh, Mothman sighting, uh, they saw a large gray creature uh, whose eyes uh, glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as like a large flying man with 10-foot wings, and it was seen in the TNT area, uh, which most of the Mothman sightings occurred around that area. And the TNT area was a munitions plant Um um, which was uh, later abandoned after World War II. Okay. And um, so, so a lot of these sightings occurred around there. 
Um, and like, you know, uh, during the next few weeks, uh, people kept seeing more and more of this Mothman, uh, character. Um, and, uh, John Keel heard about it and actually went to investigate. And during this time, there were there was a huge flap of UFO sightings and uh, like ghost sightings, and so there was a lot of paranormal activity going on in the area. Um, and uh, there was. Uh, so there were there there was a case of when two volunteer firemen uh, saw it and said it was like a large bird. So a lot of people were talking about how they compared it to a large bird, which mm-hmm. um, later comes in because people try to put the um, try to explain this way by saying it was a sandhill crane, which is a large bird that passes through the Point Pleasant area. But the thing is, is like, that's very, uh, that's very city folk explanation to it. (laughs) Because like, if you grew out in the country, like I do, like I did, I, I, you, you know, the difference between, you know, a six foot, Winged being with red eyes and a crane. Yeah. There's a huge fucking difference between (laughs) that's I've never really I've never really got that. You know what? When city folk come into small towns and tell people what they saw, it's like those people know that land, know that environment, and know the wildlife there more than they do. Fuck you, city folk. What? I said, fuck you, city folk. You don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, fuck you, city folk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. City folk, do you guys ever watch Gravity Falls? I've never watched it. Oh, is it oh any God. good? There's this, there's this character who would just go, city boy! <laughs> <laughs> so actually, um, I don't mean to interject in this part, but um, I just to backtrack where you talked about how mostly... Um, the, this flying man creature thing has been seen around the TNT area uh, where it was a former World War II munitions plant. Is, is that kind of... Are there any theories around that where it's that this, this, this creature came from maybe a weird experiment going on in that area or something, some weird result from a World War II like, chemical reaction or anything like that? There definitely is. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, um, theories about Mothman being a mutation from uh, certain weapon experiments. Um, and I have I have my own little theory, and it's just like a nerdy uh, a nerdy um, I don't know. It's super fucking nerdy. So I was even gonna write a comic about this with my friend Mark Matsky, who's, like, a part of the the STM, the Small Town Monsters crew. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think... So I'm going to get... I'm going to get into a little bit. Um, There is a... There was a character that showed up during the time of the Mothman. Actually, pretty close, it this character showed up to sightings of the Mothman named Indrid Cold. 
Um, mm-hmm. An injured cold was a very uh, was going around town and asking people about certain paranormal experiences dressed in all black um, and uh, kind of asking about the Mothman sightings, asking about the UFO sighting scene. And uh, he he uh, was just a people described him as a a being trying to act like a human. Interesting. Huh, okay. So he was someone, he was, he was a human trying to like, and he was an exaggerated human. He was like a caricature version of a, of a human personality. And, um, and so what I think happened was, I, I don't actually, th- I think it's, it's a fun theory, um, more than anything, but like, like, so Mothman showed up and is seen in the TNT area, and mm-hmm. then Injured Cold shows up asking about Mothman. So what if, uh, what if Injured Cold was chasing Mothman through different like dimensions, Ooh. like he was hunting Mothman down? Ooh, I, I like, like that it. a lot. Right, right, and and so. And so, uh, and so, um, Mothman was kind of either an escaped, like, experimental subject or, um, was a prisoner of sorts because, uh, once, once, uh, um, Mothman disappeared, so did Injured Cold, which is Ah. weird. Those two, those two phenomena just ended at once once the other one disappeared too coincidental too coincidental they are yeah exactly it's it's very strange so i i came up i kind of i kind of came up with that and it's it's like a because again west virginia is such a strange area just the whole state um they have they have some of the coolest uh legends folklores and paranormal encounters out of any state like uh they have the flatwoods monster which was Mm -hmm. prior to mothman and uh they have you know the grafton monster and a bunch of different cool stuff happening so like um yeah i i i think maybe injured cold was someone who was actually after the mothman and it's it's just very weird that they both kind of uh, you know stop being seen at once. Um, yeah, for definitely sure. very weird. I like that theory. It, it, I mean, and it makes it makes a lot of sense too. You mm-hmm. know, maybe he definitely had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Mothman was being seen by all of these people, and and then. December, uh, December 15th, uh, 1967, uh, the Silver Bridge collapsed in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, killing 46 people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, so a lot of people after, directly after that, there were certain people actually, uh, warned by a 
an entity that this would happen. And um, yeah, so after that disaster, Mothman was never seen again. Huh. Um, and so I actually a lot of. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry uh, wait, what were you saying, Matt? I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. Um, a lot of people, there are um, a lot of people that think that Mothman was trying, was also trying to um, kind of change, uh, I mean, not change history, but like uh, warn people about this upcoming huh. disaster. And there were people who knew that that was going to happen, but like, it was just, you know, yeah, the bridge collapsed, 46 people died, um, and then Mothman disappeared. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to go into that, too. There's, like, two points. So your point of it being maybe he was, you know, possibly kind of giving some sort of, like, foreshadowing of this silver bridge collapse occurring. Yeah. Um, there was also, like, during my research, there was a Georgian newspaper, which I'm not even going to try to name the title of because I will completely butcher it, and it will just um, it will just completely just ruin the cause of what I'm trying to say. But a, um, a Russian UFO, uh, UFOologist or whatever, um, they claim that the Mothman sightings occurred in Moscow as well and had foreshadowed um, a 1999 Russian apartment bombing. So I personally think that mm -hmm. this was this occurrence was a little bit of a stretch um, because I, I feel like there's not really a lot of connection from something from 1967 and then happening in 1999. But something that I know Matt has a little bit of a different opinion on than um, me. Um, so this the last recorded sighting of the Mothman was 1967 in the United States. Now let's let's fast forward to 60 years later in 2017. Um, all of a sudden, news outlets started talking about the Mothman being sighted in Chicago. There was an alleged 55 Mothman sightings in Chicago in 2017 alone. And the earliest one was on April 7th in Oz Park. And um, a woman was walking her dog, claiming she encountered a creature standing in the park. And she said, quote, I saw a large man, probably seven feet or taller, standing on the ground. Uh, it was solid black, but what really stood out were the large, and I do mean large, pair of wings that were folded behind him. Um, the account, and the end quote, the account said the creature looked at the woman before spreading its wings and flying off. Um, quote, I felt like this thing could see right through me, read me, and knew that I, what I was thinking, like it could stare right through my very soul. It was the most terrified I've ever been in my whole life. And that is just one of the few stories that are from the accounts that occurred in Chicago. Um, I can go through with a couple others, but Matt, I know that you, uh, what are your, what are your opinions on the Mothman, supposed Mothman sightings in Chicago? Well, I think these people are seeing something. Um, I personally think that Mothman had its time and place in history. Um, and that, these moth boy, not moth boy. <laughs> Stop <laughs> they're, plugging they're your podcast, dude. <laughs> I'm just plugging in. <laughs> listen, to pod, listen to my podcast. It's, uh, it's, it's great. I'm sure. Um, so, so they're, they're, I do think that this, this thing being seen in Chicago is something completely different than Mothman. But, uh, that's, I mean, 
the thing is, is strange things are being seen in Chicago, and also just Illinois, like around the Chicago region has had a, I mean, is known for winged cryptids. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there are a large amount of uh, thunderbirds that are seen in Illinois, and like um, even. Even scaly dragon-like um, flying cryptids. Tons uh, of UFOs too. Tons of UFOs no, in Chicago. Lots of UFOs. I, um, my, my brother actually lives in Chicago now, and I uh, messaged him asking if his girlfriend knew anything about the Mothman because his girlfriend grew up in Chicago. She's lived uh, yeah. there her whole life, and um, he ignored me. <laughs> 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 Sounds about right. I I said to him, hey, we're talking about Mothman, and there were all these Chicago sightings around the time you moved out there. And he (laughs) opened the message and ignored me. (laughs) He's like, I'm not getting into this shit with you, Lily. (laughs) He's like, God damn it. Oh, God, that's actually the most Baldessari thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) That is so funny. Sorry, I just figured I'd throw that in. I was all excited Please, to have like a, like a personal connection to these stories and hear if like yeah. or like or if like his girlfriend's brother had an, had an experience or anything. And he just ignored. He just flat out ignored me. That's most people, I think. They just do. That's the same reaction most people get. Oh, it's God. a very my brother thing to do. That's very true. That's very true. So. so, so are we thinking that this is something similar to Mothman, or are we thinking that this is the Mothman's son who's now come out, or like a yeah. nephew, maybe? Yeah, it's, sure, it's the Mothman's son. Every, anyone's guess is as good as uh, as mine, or just anyone, really. I mean, like, it's all speculation. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I, I just, uh, you know, because there was one case in Chicago that someone was talking about it looking almost like mechanical. Okay. Um, so maybe it's like, maybe it's like a, like the Flatwoods, like, like the Flatwoods monster. Um, the people who saw that, that creature said that it had like a, almost a metal casing to it. So maybe it's something visiting, to this realm or from outer space that has like a that's like um that is in a suit due to atmosphere or what have you mm-hmm. who knows everyone's guess is as, as good as mine because we don't fucking know and, but, obvi- <laughs> yeah. but obviously people are seeing something and um you know it, it, it's you can never the tricky thing is you can never discredit um, experiencers um, because that would be shitty and like a dumb thing to do, I think. Um, Because the thing is, also, also scientifically minded people have to be open to different types of theories. Um, So like, you know, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be as much ridicule to when someone brings something up that is paranormal because it's just, it's something that's not quite understood yet. Doesn't mean it won't be understood in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just not understood right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all um, scientific theories, they come from an idea or a hypothesis, and originally, we, you know, that hypothesis, that theory that has come to be confirmed over the years, originally was probably seen as taboo or crazy in the beginning, and if you completely discredited that in the beginning, sometimes I feel like we wouldn't have a lot of the scientific discoveries that we have today. Um, and there's still so much out there that I think we only know like less than a percent of really like the real science and like real things that are going mm -hmm. on in this world. So I, like, I, we always say that our, our podcast is a safe space for people to talk about their experiences because there aren't a lot of outlets out there to talk about things that aren't necessarily scientifically backed up. And, um, yeah. you know, we, it, that's, it, it's so important to us to have that space for other people to talk about and to come up with our own theories and to not necessarily say like, oh, this experience is wrong, but maybe debunk it in a way that kind of alleviates any fear that these people have. You know, we have to also yeah. have some sort of logic behind. We can't always believe, like, we can always believe with an open mind of what people are saying, but we need to also have possible explanations behind it too. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I agree. Um, it, it's, I think that there's like, but the thing is, is like, maybe it wasn't meant to be explained. Maybe we can't explain it. And, uh, you know, maybe someone's it's it's these experiences. What we do know is that they're very personal to Definitely. each person. So Absolutely. like they it, it 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 might not just be able to explain. And I think I think um, a lot of people that criticize these stories, I think, um, just need to pull back a little bit because it's something that can't be explained and but these people obviously experience something and uh you know i don't know i i, I have a i have a i mean sometimes it's not just like about explaining someone's experience maybe it's just about um just like listening just like listening and being like wow that is crazy what happened to you that is super interesting um, because I know a lot of people have had paranormal experiences. You know, they're a bit traumatized from it, and sometimes people just need need a need a an ear mm -hmm. just yeah. just to get it off their chest. You Definitely. know what I mean? Like it, it's it's and and it's it's cool because like you know just coolie things is like an outlet is definitely an outlet for. Uh, um, for people to come on and talk. And that's super groovy that you guys do that because, you know, in those moments that they are talking about their experience, um, they're, you know, not that person. They're not, when people have an experience and they tell people they become that person with a ghost story or that person with mm -hmm. a Bigfoot story. And like for those moments, they're not one. And they're just like, they're talking with people that are accepting and like not judging them. And, and, it, and it's hard to find outlets where there is no judgment and you are just kind of accepting what they are and what they have to offer. So. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I wish that, um, I wish growing up I had, uh, different outlets like this podcast where, you know, we have social media pages that you can reach out and DM us whenever you have a question or advice or experience that you just want to get off your chest. 
Unfortunately, we live in a world where we just want everything explained and we want answers now, now, now. And I think that we need to like take this time. Like, I mean, we can even, we can even compare it to what's going on here now, like with the quarantine, there's so many things that we don't know, but we're living through it now. And we just kind of have to roll with the punches and we kind of have to just like, we have to just not necessarily be okay with not knowing, but just knowing that things are happening a certain way and we kind of have to just go along with it and think there is a there is a rainbow at the end of the dark dark rainy tunnel you know what I mean yeah um, absolutely and that's that's kind of like what I take from it is yeah we all want answers but sometimes we just have to accept that the answer is no answer yeah so um uh, 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 yeah these the, so so moth Mothman is like in a, an essential part of Moth Boys, and it is it is a very culturally important figure too, especially to West Virginia, um, and uh, it has become it, like it it started uh, becoming nationally known after the major motion picture Mothman Prophecies, based off of John Keel's book with. Uh, um, Oh, fuck, I forgot who directed it. But have you guys seen uh, The Mothman Prophecies? No, this is the first time I'm hearing no, about Richard, it, so heard about I want to watch it. Richard Gere is in it. Oh, okay. And I love Richard Gere because mostly he's, like, super easy on the eyes. And he's just a good actor. I'm not, I'm not just – I'm not sexualizing him or anything. I'm just saying, you know, he's a good actor. And he's good looking. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Back I think – Facts. It's 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 pretty it's pretty objective. Objectively, he's a handsome guy. He um, has aged very well. I will give you that. He's like a fine wine. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> so well, I'm getting all hot bothered. So um, so. Well, well, we'll let you focus on your rip dick for a second, and um, sure. oh, Lily god. and I wanted to <laughs> we wanted to talk about a few experiences involving the Mothman that we found um, sure. just through our own research. So, uh, Lily, do you want to start off with the first story that you found? Sure, I'd love to. So, this one is called "Truly a Happening That I'm Glad I Wasn't Alone For." I was lucky enough to have grown up on a Native American reservation up in upstate New York. It was absolutely a great place to be a kid. And getting to learn about Native culture was such a lucky break. I'm white, and the town had about 5,000 people, out of which 2,500 were Native. Although I had to fight fairly often and really came out on top, I felt I feel like it was the best way to grow up. Besides, it was mostly my big mouth that got me into fights, <laughs> not that being white was looked down on. Also, I was Also, because I grew up Native I, and was tested, I became an adult who knew himself and what really matters better than most. Anyways, back in the early 90s were my teen years, and I was the guy who would get kegs, so I was generally the one throwing the parties. And we partied often when school was out. Not much to do out there and had plenty of space to simply go unnoticed for the most part. One of my, one of my favorite spots was called The Point. It is, a creek, uh, it is where a creek meets the river. The Allegheny River is big and becomes the Ohio and then eventually becomes the Mississippi. Apparently, The Point was a place that the Seneca tribe had been living at for almost for as almost as long as it had existed. Sorry guys, I can't talk today. <laughs> I feel that every day. Uh, it makes sense with the river providing so much and where the creek meets the river, it creates an impassable spot where the only way past would be to swim. And most of the year that includes a lot of risk. 
So it is a natural gathering spot and has been since glaciers melted at the last ice age. Today, it's cornfields and wilderness. So, so there's also many great fishing holes. I was with my high school sweetheart from the age of 16 until 28. She was valedictorian and I was a dropout. Unbelievably, she accomplished near perfection in high school all the way to her PhD while drinking and experimenting with us losers who didn't have much responsibility. Frankly, for her to accomplish what she did while living with us fuck-ups was amazing, and she deserves a ton of credit. She still is the most disciplined person I've ever met. Anyway, one night after an average-sized group of us socialized and drank cheap beer for hours, people went home, but I had a motorcycle that my girlfriend and I came on, and she and I were a bit drunk, so we decided to just sleep some of it off by the fire that we had burned all night long. It was just her and I. We were aware that we made an easy target for any bored rednecks to mess with, but I was armed, and we literally knew everyone who lived in the area so we just didn't give a shit we were just on the edge of the cornfield by the fire there was a dirt road 20 feet from the corn and the river was 20 feet past the road the river is probably 150 yards wide at that spot so it's big and creates one hell of a barrier well three or four hours after we began to sleep at around 4:30 a.m we were awoken by what sounded like a compact car landing in the top of a big willow tree on the riverbank I mean, it was crazy loud. Stuff was thrown to the ground. Some landed in the river. Uh, Turkeys sometimes could be found there, so that was my first thought. But it was dark still, and whatever it was broke so much when it hit the tree that although I was surprised at how much noise wild turkeys made when landing, I was very familiar with with turkeys. And this turkey would need to be the size of a bear, which is... First of all, guys, you guys, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but I am terrified of birds. So when I was... Really? I do not fuck with birds. So when I was skimming this and I saw a turkey the size of a bear, I was already terrified. But now I'm not as... Yeah. But now I'm not as scared because I know it's simply figurative. Okay. Um, Turkey... This turkey would need to be the size of a bear to make such a crash into a treetop. My girl and I instantly woke up and looked at each other as if to say, have you heard that also? Shit, it must have been, it must have really happened then. Then maybe five seconds after the initial landing in the tree, whatever it was crashed down the tree and was in the cornfield about 30 yards from us. It ran unreal fast through the corn behind us in half a circle shape from one side to the other at a speed a man could not match. Also, we could hear the corn whipping to the ground as it went through the field. I mean, the ears were slapping the ground as if as if being whipped by a bull with thumping the earth very hard. Again, this was happening as if the thing in the corn was jumping or was going a uh, hundred plus miles per hour. And it was jumping fast and it was just plowing through the corn 20 yards behind the two of us. Hmm. We literally just held each other. We knew we were outmatched and that nothing we could do would defeat whatever it was that was doing such astonishing things so close to us. Clearly, it knew we were there and it was capable of ending us both if it chose to. Luckily for us, we we then heard it take back to the air and we watched two red dots go over us and then once over the river, it was gone. No sign of it remained or returned. We then got the fuck out of there right there and then. (laughs) If it hadn't, if she hadn't been there with me, I would have written it off as me having mental problems or something unexplainable or something explainable, sorry. But we both experienced this thing and completely back each other up. 
She will admit to this day, but she won't ever bring it up. She and I remain close friends all this time. She's a great lady, and I'm lucky to have been a friend as, of her for as long as I have. Was It was before Mothman, the Mothman movie and all the hype around that. And no tragic things have happened in our area or in our lives after that experience. Not sure what it was about that, but it sure sounds like a Mothman type of experience. With Native connection, it seems even more like a Mothman. This was 1994 or 1995. It was the only time anything remotely paranormal has happened to myself or her also. Thank goodness she was there or I wouldn't have been sure that it even happened. It was that crazy. The end. Oh. That is a very weird experience. Yeah. And, and what were you saying, Matt? I, 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 do, I do like the... Because um, there is a... a, 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 a uh, native people connection uh potentially with with uh the mothman and all the weird things that happen in point pleasant because there was the there yeah yeah so there was the the uh so the shawnee tribe and uh the mingo tribe uh banded together actually to fight off settlers um and they had to retreat, um, and when the leader of the Shawnee tribe came to the settlers to try and reach an agreement, uh, his his name was Chief Cornstalk, um, mm-hmm. and he 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 uh, it was him and his sons that went to try and negotiate, but the settlers took them and murdered them. And oh no! In 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 Chief Cornstalk's last breath, he cursed the town of Point Pleasant for two hundred years. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I have chills. Well, shit then. What? I. Yeah. That yeah, makes so sense that could, though. That could definitely be something like associated with Mothman. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so wow. that's that's fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, speaking of you know a lot of a lot of beliefs around the Mothman is that it kind of foreshadows any bad things that are going to happen. So this experience that I found was titled the Mothman allegedly saved the lives of miners in Freiburg, Germany. So this is not even in our States. So on September 10th, 1978, a group of miners in Freiburg, Germany came face to face face with a seemingly headless creature with glowing red eyes on its chest blocking the mine's entrance. At first they thought it was a man in a trench coat, but they quickly realized it was not a coat, but unfurled large black wings. The men remained in the mine entrance, stunned and staring at the creature until it let out a blood-curdling screech that sent the miners scrambling out. About an hour later, the men felt a a seismic rumble and witnessed a plume of dust shoot from the mine as it collapsed. If the men had gone to their stations in the mine as usual, the majority of them would have died. It appeared as though what they dubbed the Freeberg Shrieker had saved their lives. And a lot of people believe that this, in fact, was the Mothman coming to um, warn them about what was to come in the mine. Wow, oh, wow. I ne- I have not heard that, and that's a super cool story. Right? Yeah, there's 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 stories like this that 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 uh, that pop up um, all over the world about um, winged beings being seen before um, 
some sort of uh, disaster that ends up taking the lives of many people or, you know, to prevent those things. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's, it's, it's a very interesting theory. So a lot of, uh, um, a lot of people, a lot of people actually, there's like, there was uh, one uh, during uh, some, I guess a sighting before, like some tsunamis hit Japan and devastated this small village where there was a winged being seen flying over the over the the village, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's very it's it's interesting, and it brings in I don't know is 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 it something that people are just uh, imagining, or are all of these eyewitnesses seeing the same entity, seeing the same thing? And you know, it, it, it's very, it, it's it's interesting. What did they call it in Germany? They the, the they called it the uh, what was something it? Something Uh The or, let me go back. Uh, the Freeberg Shrieker. Freeberg Shrieker. Yeah. Wow, that is a spooky fucking name too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's like really a band. <laughs> Any yeah, German cool. words are freaky as hell in general, but the Freeberg Shrieker yeah. is just like that's like takes the cake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. So, and like, I'm sorry. Also, what were you saying? Also, the 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 um, what really the the person who has done the most research on this like this Mothman subject is Jeff Wamsley. Uh, who is the like curator and owner of the Mothman Museum? He also puts together the Mothman Festival every year. And talking with him about Mothman and different Mothman sightings is just like he's just a well of knowledge on the paranormal. And um, again, if you guys, if you guys like, if you guys come to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, for a Mothman Festival one of the year these years. I suggest just like talk, talking with him. He's such an interesting character. He's so nice. His wife is 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 amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's crazy that all of these different places have some form of Mothman. I guess you could say Mothman sighting. Maybe it's maybe it's. It's not exactly Mothman, but maybe uh, kind of from the same cloth as yeah. Mothman. Yeah, definitely. What this is reminding me of is how, you know how, like, we have Bigfoot, and then some people have Yetis, and then some people mm-hmm. have, like, the Abominable Snowman. It's kind of like, it's kind of reminding me of that, where it's, like, very similar things, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same actual being. Does that make sense? I yeah, agree. Yeah, totally. A thousand percent. And, and, and also, when it comes to, like, Bigfoot, like, that's something I totally fucking believe in because it's it's also i mean like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of of bigfoot sightings in different cultures and cultures that have not um that have not had any interaction between each other have their own bigfoot legends and so it's 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 interesting that they all do and 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 it makes me think that there's, like, a reality to the Bigfoot phenomena. Yeah. yeah. 
definitely. Absolutely. So we should do another Bigfoot episode. I, I would we totally. Do a Bigfoot be, episode? We did something similar. Can I yeah. be on? Um, uh, of course. Yeah, I would totally. Shh, please. You're awesome. So, uh, Lily, what is your last uh, story that you found uh, in regards to the experiences of Mothman? Right, 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 right. Okay. This one is called I've Seen the Mothman. Okay. I've never told anyone this or talked about it to anyone besides the people that were with me that night and my best friend that claims to have seen him at a different date that I didn't know about until I described my experience to him. I lived in a small town in Louisiana with my cousin and his wife. There's not much to do in Morehouse Parish besides drive back roads like we've done thousands of times before. Then one night in 2015, so this is a really recent one, um, we were leaving a church we used to clean. It was around 2 a.m. or so. We were in my cousin's 1990 GMC Sierra single cab 4x4. We decided to ride back roads. So we're cruising. Me and him are talking and listening to Nirvana. Probably we played music together. Um, But anyways... His wife was asleep in the middle seat when we turned around a paved road five miles or so uh, outside of town, and we come down a curve, and there it was, something we have never seen before. I'm an avid hunter. I've been in the woods all hours of the night and day, and it was, and I was in the Army, but I had never been more freaked out by something than what we witnessed there. Mm-hmm. There was something dead in the road, and something was eating it. And when the headlights hit it, it looked up and was about two and a half to three feet tall and was kneeling over whatever it was, eating hard red eyes. And it stood up fast and it seemed like a millisecond. What? And it was seven or eight feet tall. It was pitch black. Its skin looked like a bat's skin, but it was way darker. And in one fell swoop, it left and its wings opened and flew into the woods and the side of the road and... Uh, it had to be moving over 50 miles per hour. It was the fucking wildest experience of my life. I've, and I've always been cynical when it comes to paranormal stuff, but I know what I saw that night, and so does my cousin. Wow. Oh. The description is awesome, too. I mean, it sounds like the quintessential Mothman story. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And, 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 and you, know, you know, that that sounds like, something that is very similar to a, a, a Mothman story. And like I said, there, the, I think that there could be whatever... I mean, there could be multiple different entities um, that are being seen, you know, West Virginia, Chicago, just all around the, just all around the world, Russia, you know... I think there could be multiple things of what this is in different areas. Um, and uh, like, it's, it's cool because like, uh, there, there are a lot of these stories that are actually connected with like, say UFOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there is especially the, the Marcella Bennett, can, uh, like, uh, story in Point Pleasant where, uh, she she and her husband or brother saw a um saw um a flash of light and a gray entity with red eyes and wings appear behind their car and um um she kind of like jumped on her child for protection and uh decided to try and run, but she couldn't. 
and um, they got to safety, and the thing eventually disappeared. But like, there there are connections with Mothman possibly being like a an extraterrestrial. Interesting. Um, you can't you yeah. can't knock it. I mean, it's definitely this Mothman isn't from. It can't be from Earth, so I mean, yeah. that extraterrestrial aspect, it makes sense. Yeah. We need answers! Yeah, we're not going to get answers, but That's true. definitely <laughs> it would be nice to have any. Yeah, we're definitely not going to. So, um, and, um, I actually, yeah. I want to show you, I want to tell you guys this last experience that I had, because it kind of, it kind of goes to the fact that we probably are never going to have answers for this, but um, this mm. is a Mothman, a supposed Mothman experience that... Uh, occurred in the Ukraine, and it is allegedly connected to the Chernobyl disaster. So um, Ooh, the Mothman, yeah. So the Mothman is believed to have been around for the worst nuclear accident in history. So throughout 1985, many scientists and other workers at the nuclear plant uh, in Chernobyl, Ukraine, claimed to see a huge black bird-like creature with the body of a man flying around the plant. Those who saw the red-eyed beast also reported a series of strange, harassing phone calls and a string of nightmares leading up to the disastrous explosion in April of 1986. On April 26th of 1986, the day of the accident, several people saw the huge blackbird actually flying around the smoke after the explosion. Even those in the nearby town of Pripyat claimed to have seen yeah. the strange creature that became known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl in the days leading up to the disaster. Pripyat also was affected and later evacuated because of the harmful radiation. Yeah. So, it makes yeah, you... Yeah, I, I, I heard about that, actually. Yeah. And so what is your take? appeared before the Chernobyl, the big Chernobyl disaster? It was before, and then I guess while everything was happening, through, like, the smoke and everything, people were able to see this bird-like creature kind of making its rounds around the property. So, uh, flying so, above it. It tends to appear, at least it seems, tends to appear before bad things happen. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I, yeah. So, I mean, does that make it some, I mean, what does it make it then? Is it some sort of, you know, uh, for a lack of better words, some sort of angel or some sort of. Some sort like of an omen or something. Yeah, like yeah. some sort of omen or maybe an entity that is, you know, it's just warning people like, hey, shit's about to get crazy. Which I watched that Chernobyl show on mm -hmm. fucking on HBO, and yeah. it fucking was nutty, dude. Yeah, there was so much. <laughs> it made me so angry the amount of negligence uh, involved in that disaster. It, it it was it was um yeah it was horrifying. I need to um, watch that And I'm too. like to I'm also like totally fascinated with uh, ghost towns. There's one outside of uh, outside of Pittsburgh, about hour and a half, two hours away, called Centralia. Have you guys heard of it? No, never. No. So Centralia is a town. Uh, the Silent Hill based uh, the town after it because there's a coal fire burning underneath the town that can't be put out. Ooh. So they had to evacuate the whole town, and it's a complete ghost town now. Ghost um, towns freak me out. They're so intriguing. Yeah. yeah. It's super It's super fucking cool. 
Um, and there's uh, this thing leading up to it because they had to close off the they closed uh, off the highway to that leads through the town. Um, so it's called like Graffiti Highway, where graffiti artists just like tag the whole way to the town. Um, but yeah, it's it's a super cool place, and uh, supposedly it's super fucking haunted. I can imagine. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the thing is, is like, I think again, these things are probably something different than the point pleasant West Virginia, um, creature. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I said, it could be maybe like entities that are from the same thing coming from the same thing, but the one, the Mothman, I think was, West Virginia, 1966 through 1967, and then disap disappeared uh, somehow. But uh, I, 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 you know, I think I think there could be more to the story that this isn't just like a singular phenomena. That there are multiple things, like 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 the UFO phenomena, like Bigfoot phenomena. There's there's different kinds uh of this whatever these things are yeah yeah so i think that that is like the perfect way to sum up this episode and i you've opened at least i, I don't want to speak for both of us but i think you've opened both of our eyes up to a whole other perspective of a topic specifically mothman that i yes, never really explored absolutely. and i find it something that i want to delve into more myself because there's just, I love playing around with the theories, really. And I think your theory holds a lot of weight, and it makes a lot of sense. So, um, do you have this any... Is, this is, this has been, like, so much fun. Oh, I am I, I, I absolutely love talking um, with y'all. You, you, you are, are great podcasters, you're great people, and you're, you're doing, you're doing super fucking, you're just doing super fucking cool stuff. I'm like, I'm so excited. I, I was like, oh man, I'm so nervous to be on. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna make a fool of myself, and uh, then they're gonna hate me. But um, no, this has been like a lot of fun. I think. Oh, thank you, Matt. You did so phenomenal. Too, You've done great work. I'm so happy with how this episode came out, and I can't wait for everyone to listen to this. And this is probably one of the lengthiest episodes that we've done, and I think this is great because people are at home. You know, we do like the 30 minute, 40 minute episodes, but now they can really you know, we really get to delve into this topic, which we don't really do a lot, which I think is amazing. And I'm glad that we have this opportunity to do it now and uh, provide yeah. this to our listeners. So Matt, thank you so much for all of your information. Really. It's been amazing. Yeah. Thank you so like much. I, I'm a total nerd about all of this stuff, like all different types of paranormal subjects. So like the Mothman subject, it really like, I, I, I like almost, instantly was just drawn to it and uh yeah yeah thank oh, thank oh. you for 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 having me on and um you know again if anyone wants to if anyone wants to uh learn more about the mothman subject um go to the mothman festival talk to jeff wamsley uh watch watch uh you know small town monsters uh film uh that they have on it called the mothman of point pleasant and uh they have another movie coming out the uh, uh 
Mothman Legacy, which explores the subject a little bit more. But um, uh, and and uh, you know, if you want to listen to Moth Boys, that's cool. But uh, so like I said, we... we're 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 the worst. So, <laughs> like, I just just listen to just ghouly things, and you know. Whatever. Well, we're, we're having you on plenty of more times after this. Don't worry, Matt. But we actually want you to take this time now um, to plug all of your yes. social media, whatever you want to, you know, have our boo things, how they can listen to okay. you some more because we yes, love listening to you. Yes, where can we find you? What's your, uh, what are your socials? Okay, so uh, my social is Matthew X Shang on Insta and our Moth Boy, and, and that's my personal one. And then... Uh, We've got the Moth Boys podcast is our is our Instagram and uh, Moth Boys on Facebook. Uh, so all the social medias you can find us. I don't think we have a Twitter because um, none of us have anything important to say. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's that. You can find us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, anywhere where you find uh, podcast stuff. And uh, yeah, give us a listen. We're Actually, we're all right. I just, I, I just have a hard time, like, you know, saying Actually positive things about mouth. myself. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say, um, they're fucking awesome. Go check them out. <laughs> Moth Boys yeah. Podcast. Yes. So um, is there anything else you want to plug before we get into our uh, socials? I, yeah, I, I've, got, I've got a book coming out called Mystery Apes. Uh, it's a theor- theoretical analysis on the evolution of Bigfoot. And um, I also have a movie coming out called The Ridge, uh, and that's going to be coming out uh, at the end of the summer. Awesome. Nice. Okay, so uh, with that being said, Lily, you ready to do our social media jingle? Born ready. All right. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Glee Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Follow our Twitter... JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. <laughs> Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they like to share on the show, just email us at... Just Ghoulie Things Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to rate us five stars. Give us some reviews. The more reviews and five-star ratings we get, the higher up the charts we go. So let's make that happen. And if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, if you listen on Spotify, Google Play, wherever, screenshot your favorite episode, post it on your social media, text it to all your friends, and, you know, enjoy, enjoy the quarantine uh, listening to some spooky stories from Lily and I. So uh, thank you again for listening to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 35. And we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.